0: she said, it's not that weird. I can explain if you come here face to face. I hope this day would never come, but I'm not going to lie. And right then I stopped breathing.
1: Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 46. Today I am speaking with Rachel. Hi, Rachel.
0: Hi, Lily. Thank you for having me today.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate it. I know you are a new NPE. Did you say you found out May of 2020?
0: Uh, Yes, May 24th of 2020.
1: Um, And... And for reference it is August of 2020. So 3 months that is very very new. Yes.
0: It was surprising and quick. <laughs> wow.
1: We were already starting to get into your story. So I needed to hit record and <laughs> if you don't mind can you bring us to the beginning and give us a little bit of background on your family and your family of origin and and take it from there.
0: Yes. Well, I grew up in a small town in upstate New York or Western New York. Um, I was the youngest of six siblings with both my parents at home. Um, we were always considered, um, the oldest three and the youngest three, because there was five years difference from the third and the fourth child. So it was like two groups of three, even though there was three girls and three boys, we were never Considered that it was always the older three and the younger three. Um, it wasn't a horrible childhood growing up. Um, I remember, you know, playing a lot. We had a lot of friends and neighbors and stuff, but it wasn't a great childhood either. Um, my parents fought a lot, mostly, my dad did a lot of yelling. Um, he would fight about anything that 20 years before, you know, he would, he was just always upset and always yelling. And you could tell that they, it wasn't a very happy marriage. Um, They got married young. My, my mom was 16 and my dad was 20. So, and they started having kids within the first year. So there was, a lot going on in the house. Um, We did have a lot of family around. Um, My mom is the youngest of nine and my dad was the one of 11. So there was a lot of family, a lot of first cousins. We knew all our first cousins and most of our second cousins and all our aunts and uncles. Um, We were raised to be very loud, proud Italian family. My dad was full-blooded Italian. We were very proud of uh, his parents' story. His parents came right from Sicily as children, and they were in an arranged marriage. And when they got to New York, when they grew up, they still got married. Um, so we were very proud of that that little story but we didn't really talk much about my mom's ethnicity. We knew that um, she was like English and Irish and a little bit of a mixture of everything, but we really celebrated being Italian. You know, Um, I think everything we did was, Oh, it's because you're Italian. It's because you're Italian, you know? So by the time I was five, um the older three siblings were out of the house um they had all gone to foster homes um mostly because of my dad and um issues getting along with him he was not always the nicest person in the world um when i got older he our relationship got much better um he um, developed Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and all sorts of health issues that took um, took 30 years really to get all the way through his system. but he um, the last three years, my son and I um, took care of him, um, mostly, the two of us and my mom, And he ended up passing away in 2017, which was by far the hardest thing I'd ever been through in my entire life, Um, because even as rough as my dad was, he was my dad, and I was the baby, so I was daddy's little girl, and um, ask most of my siblings, they'll tell you that I was the favorite with him. But with my mom, it was kind of the opposite. Um, we always had a very strained relationship. I never felt good enough. I always felt like, um, I couldn't live up to her expectations. She's, she was very religious and, um, very judgmental, which really doesn't go with being religious, but That's how she was. She wasn't the warmest person. She uh, didn't say, I love you. She didn't hug much. She didn't, you know, she wasn't a loving, attentive mother. I don't remember either one of my parents ever asking about homework or um, school projects or anything like that. It just, we were kind of left to raise ourselves once the older three were in foster homes My parents worked a lot, so we were home quite a bit by ourselves. Um, So that kind of brings me up to Christmas of 2019. I had bought a DNA test for my boyfriend, which there wasn't any doubt in his mind that he was full-blooded Sicilian. His parents came right from Sicily, but he wanted... You know, he thought it would be cool to see what else, you know, he could find out there. And his daughter had taken one, so he wanted to match up with her on 23andMe. My oldest sister had taken a test back when it first um, became available through the mail. And this is my oldest sister. And... Her results came back she was forty six percent italian slash Greek, so I knew you know once she had taken the test, I knew that someday I would take one just just to see what the difference you know and then I had bought my boyfriend one for Christmas, and he turned out to be almost full blooded Sicilian. no surprise there. So during all this COVID and stuff, I decided, you know, why not? I'll just send in a 23andMe test. And mostly my motivation was to prove my mother wrong because growing up, my mother always said that she thought my dad was Greek and not Italian. So even though my sister's test said Italian slash Greek, I knew that the tests had all been updated and everything had, you know, they were getting better all the time at separating the actual, um, nationalities and stuff. So I sent it in and it was the fastest I've ever heard of a test coming back from the time I sent it out to getting my results was only 11 days.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So. I got my results on May 24th of this year, and as soon as I opened it, I just sat on my bed and I started to cry. I had, didn't even compre- comprehend the whole thing yet, but I was crying because there was zero Italian on there. Mm. And I was raised to be Italian. That, I mean, that was just the only thing I'd ever known my whole life. So not being Italian or Greek was devastating to me. So I took a screenshot of my results and I sent a message to my mom. And I said, you know, I would sent my DNA in and this is my, these are my results. Um, it's just really weird that it's so different than my sister M. And my mom's like, yeah, they look different than mine too. And which I didn't even realize my mother had taken a DNA test, but apparently my sister had sent hers in too. So we had a short conversation, you know, about eight, ten minutes or so. And in that conversation, I said like three times, it's just so weird that mine are so different than my sister Anne's. And finally, the third time I said it, She messaged me back with words that I will never forget. She said, it's not that weird. I can explain if you come here face to face. I hope this day would never come, but I'm not going to lie. And right then I stopped breathing. I knew exactly, I didn't know exactly, but I knew pretty much what had happened and what was going on. So, my mother lives an hour and a half away from me. It was the longest drive of my entire life. I drive over an hour every day, one way to work, but this was torture. So, on my way to her house, I called my sister that's just older than me, Elle, and I said, Do you know? What's going on? I explained to her what happened. Explained to her what mom said and she said I have no idea. She said I definitely don't. Um there was an issue in my mom's family where her sister had raised her brother's daughters. I said, "Well, maybe it's something like that." You know. I said, "But I know that I belong at least to my mom or my mom's family because I look just like my mother." And neither one of us knew exactly what the truth was, but it helped me to have somebody to talk to while I was on my way there anyways. And we both decided that we know dad didn't know anything about me not being his because my dad's temper, he he never would have raised somebody else's child as his own. There's no way. So. I got to my mom's house and when I pulled in the driveway, she was walking out the front door because my oldest sister M lives with her and she didn't want her into the conversation. So she got in the car and she's like, well, let's just take a a drive down the road. I said, okay. So we go down the road and, well, she said, we should probably go to your brother E's because this involves him, too. And I'm thinking, well, this is a little crazy, but okay. And then she said, well, your sister L should be here, too. But she lives so far away, I don't want to wait for her. And, again, my breath was knocked out of me. Because, I mean, is she saying that all three of us have a different father? So, Luckily, my brother only lives like three miles from my mother, so it didn't take very long. And we get to his house, and she proceeds to tell us that my dad is not my dad. And she had a three-year affair with a man at work. Um, He was older than her, and... They worked night shift together, and she heard that he had passed away about 30 years before. Um, she was very nonchalant and kind of cold about it, but that's kind of how she is. So obviously we were all, we were devastated, and I had called my sister Elle because she knew something was up; she just didn't know it had to do with her, also, so I called her while we were at my brother's and handed the phone to Mom so that she could tell her and Mom told us a little bit um just very basic information, you know how long it happened and all that and it didn't the numbers didn't really. Match up very much to me because L is three years older than me. So if the affair was only three years, the the numbers didn't make sense, you know. But I yeah. didn't say anything then, you know. It just in my head it kept going through my head that the numbers didn't add up, and so we left it at that, and we decided that we would get back together in a few days um, because we had three other siblings to tell, you know, Um, and we weren't sure. They weren't sure if they even wanted to tell them. And I knew they needed to know. Um, But my siblings are kind of like my mom, you know, brush it under the rug and it never happened. And I am definitely not that way. So on my way home that day, I texted my mom just one question. What was his name? So she told me his name. And the next day, I had told all my kids I don't keep anything from my kids. They're all adults. And so I told them. and it really helped that it was Memorial day. So we were getting together and I needed, I needed my kids. I needed that strength around me. So, um, I think that helped me get through the sadness and the grief a little bit that initially. Um, but then the next day I was, I. Couldn't even get out of bed. And I spent, I only let myself stay down for one day. And the next day I got up, I took his name and the county that they worked in and a seven-day free subscription to archives.com. And I found everything I needed to know about him in about four hours. I found out he was 19 years older than my mom. He was also married with children at home. He had four children at home, which meant I had siblings out there. I had half siblings, so I had two half sisters and two half brothers with him. Um, I found out that he had passed 27 years ago. So, I found out about the half siblings, and of course, as we all do, we go to Facebook. You know, where else are we going to stalk people without them knowing it? (laughs) So, I found out that one of the half sisters had passed away when she was 46 back in 1999, one of the half brothers had passed away in 2018. So two years before I found out. And I mean, you got to remember that he was 19 years older than my mom. So his oldest son that passed away in 2018 was only a year younger than my mother.
1: Oh. So
0: my half siblings are quite a bit older.
1: Hmm.
0: So I found the obituaries, and I found all the kids' names and stuff. So I found them, the half-brother and half-sister on Facebook. And as soon as I found the half-brother on Facebook, there was something about him. He reminded me of my brother, E. And E is a big, huge teddy bear. He's just one of the most loving people in the world. He's just nothing but heart. So seeing that the half-brother C looked like E, it was instant, something drew me to him, you know, it was instantly. So you were drawn to him instantly.
1: Something clicked for you when you saw Brother C on Facebook, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, his um, profile picture looks so much like my brother that I grew up with that There was just almost an instant connection for me. I knew his name and the city that he lived in. So I went to the Facebook group and somebody had said that if anybody needed any information on anyone, they had a subscription to um, Ben Verified. So I asked them to look up his um, address. So she got back to me and got his I got his address and his email address, which I'm not great at looking at details, which I should get better at, apparently because I emailed him, and it said that it was the wife's email. Well, I had him on Facebook I seen his name and his wife's name and everything. And I didn't even put it together that it didn't match. So I sent this email out Thought I'll just wait two weeks. I'll give it two weeks and then I'll see from there. So I sent it out and nothing didn't hear from him. Didn't hear anything for two weeks. And I'm like, well, that's just weird. At least, you know, I'm thinking maybe he'll at least get back to me just to let me know and to leave him alone or anything. So I started looking at the email and the email address again. I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right. Turns out it wasn't his wife. It wasn't his email. So I apparently sent this email to some other guy with the same name, some other guy's wife. Mm-hmm. So I got the address and I wrote him a letter and I sent it snail mail. And, I sent it on a Monday and waited not very patiently for the week. And on Friday morning, I got a friend request from his wife. And then she started messaging me on Facebook. And we had a great conversation. We talked and, um, she said, as soon as she seen my picture, they could see the family resemblance. Um, since then, they had sent me a picture of the sister that passed away, and we look a lot alike.
1: Oh wow! And
0: they have um, twin girls, and I one of the twin girls looks like me. Oh wow! So. Anyways, we talked for a little bit and she obviously he was still in shock. He got the letter the day before and um took the night to process it before he even mentioned it to his wife. And you know, everybody processes things in different ways and she said you know just give him a little time to process everything and he'll get back to you and everything. So I was expecting like my family's pace of processing, you know, it would be a month or so. Well, I got a friend request from him the next morning. And he um, started a Facebook group for just us to get to know each other. And within less than a week, within three or four days, he had, Told all his kids he had gotten a hold of the other half sister and told her, and she added me on Facebook. Um, I've been added by all his older kids, and I even had a conversation with his mother in law. <laughs> oh. So um, I still haven't talked to anybody on the phone yet. Um, but with COVID and stuff. And my brother C has got some major health issues right now going on. So it's, it's hard for him to do some of that stuff right now. But, um, they did invite me on family vacation with them to, um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So I am planning to go, on vacation with them um, right after Christmas. I'm going to try to get down to Florida and see them um, before, but with living in New York, we have the travel ban. So if you go anywhere and you come back, you have to quarantine for two weeks. And I just can't do that with my work. So unless they lift it, I won't be going anywhere too soon. Sure. Sure. But my siblings um, that I grew up with, E and L, and the rest of them, (laughs) they really haven't wanted anything to do with any of it. Um, My sister E has decided to finally take a DNA test, though. I think mostly from prompting from her children, because she has adult children that want to know the extended family but so she has taken a dna test finally um her results actually should be in any day and but her children have gotten the dna results back and they match with one of the half brothers so
1: oh from from your your new biological family
0: Yeah. Well, actually, I forgot to say when I when I spoke with his wife the first day that I um, was messaging his wife, I said, you know, tell him that I tested with 23andMe, you know, in case he wants to test. And she's like, well, we tested like 10 years ago. And I'm my heart just sunk. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we didn't match. I said, that's I, I said, that's crazy. Why didn't we match? And she's like, well, let me go on and just, you know, re-download the app and everything, she said, because we haven't been on there in so long. So the next morning I got up and there was a message in our private Facebook group that said, uh, see, and Rachel go in and look at 23andMe she said i updated the app and you guys it confirms the relationship so
1: oh interesting but it 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 almost didn't show up until she she had to update oh interest okay well that would be important for people to know if they're one of the old
0: right you know. oh okay yeah because they had taken it way back when and hadn't updated mm-hmm. the app or anything so um it never would have shown up if they, you know, didn't update it. If they hadn't but then, done that. Right. But then I had taken an ancestry test also. And the half brother that passed away in 2018, he had done ancestry. So my niece and nephew and I have all matched with him on ancestry. Uh-huh. The brother that passed away. Yep. So that proves that our bio dad John is also her dad. So I need clarity around
1: your mother's affair with John. Oh, yes.
0: The time your birth father.
1: Yes. Yeah, so is it is it more than just you? It's also a couple of your sibling, your younger siblings or It's
0: all three of the younger siblings. It is. All yes. three of you. Yes. Sorry if that's confusing. Yes. She had an affair for three years and she wasn't sure. Well, she was sure that it was um, L and E were also his children, but she wasn't sure that I was. She thought I belonged to my dad because the affair went on for three years. And then in 1969, when she left the job, um, they. St- stop seeing each other and I wasn't born until 71 so she said that they had ran into each other <laughs> and it was just a one time thing um and that was me and I, I kind of joked with her I said ma I know you're much older than me and much smarter than me but um you know it only takes one time right <laughs> she's like yes I know <laughs> But so they all, we all have the same bio dad now. Um, the three older have my dad and the three younger ones belong to John. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is,
1: this is unbelievable. So your birth father knew of, uh, maybe he wasn't confirmed with you, but he knew of your other two.
0: He knew of L and E. Yes. Wow. But- Even my mother didn't know about me because I mean, I look just like my mom, but I have like olive skin and I tan super easily. So, I mean, I very well could have been Italian, you know, even though I have blonde hair and blue eyes.
1: And he and your mom just decided that he wouldn't be part of raising you and L and E.
0: Um, yeah, apparently, because, um, when I sat down with my mom about a week after she told us, because I started to struggle a little bit and I really needed some answers. And, um, she said that it had nothing to do with love. Um, as I said, her, the marriage was not a happy one with my dad, um, so the affair had nothing to do with love. It was more loneliness and and somebody to talk to and whatever. So I'm not surprised that he wasn't involved. I mean, he also was married with children at home. And he was married up until the day he died to the same woman. And my mom was married to my dad that raised me up until the day he died. You know, they were together 58 years. You know, so I'm I'm not really surprised that he didn't he wasn't involved. And knowing my dad that raised me the way I did, it <laughs> there's no way that he could have been involved. You know, my dad never would have raised us as, you know, somebody else's kids, he never would have done that willingly. How was
1: your relationship with your mom now
0: um well we we got into a huge fight um when she found out that I had contacted my half-brother um she had a fit because you know how dare I ruin his life and Ruin their father's reputation and you know open this can of worms and and I was dumbfounded i'm like, this wasn't me that did this, this was something you and John did. you know this was your affair, you know we're just I'm just a product of that affair. I said, I'm not doing anything wrong by contacting them they're part of my family. You know, and she said that our family didn't have room for more members and just how dare I bring my children into this. And, um, you know, they don't need any more family and all this stuff. And, and I said, you know, I have never once in my entire life disrespected you or talked back to you. I said, but I'm done. I can't do it. You know, you worry about your own children. I'll worry about my children. Your family may not have room for more members, but mine does. You know, and I don't think I'm wrong by contacting them.
1: No, you are not.
0: So, I mean, she really, my mom is very good at the guilt trip. So she really tried to guilt me into, you know, not contacting them. Of course, it was too late by then. But since then, that was a week before I ended up in the hospital with a panic attack. And then oh, no. um, since then, I she was at my grandson's birthday party and I really couldn't speak to her at all. I couldn't say anything to her. And then actually yesterday, she was at my granddaughter's birthday party and I did have a conversation with her. It, it wasn't anything to do with DNA or family or anything. It was just a very generic conversation. But my, I figure she's 77 and I would be beside myself if anything happened to her and we weren't on speaking terms. Mm-hmm. So... um I'm not going to go out of my way to facilitate a great relationship or anything, but I'm not going to go out of my way to ignore her either. So if she contacts me, I will respond, but which to be honest with you, that's kind of how our relationships been my whole life. I've always been the black sheep, you know, um, I just, never felt good enough for her and it kind of in a way makes a little bit of sense now but it is what it is but I'm trying to take out of this everything I can um Wednesday I started classes to be a trauma recovery coach so oh really Yeah, that will be You'll be able to bring a lot to that,
1: won't you? Yes. From, from what you've been experiencing.
0: Yes. I'm going to do the initial class first, and then um, they actually just started with, um, through the NPE fellowship, there is <clears throat> a new um, class too. Okay. So after the initial trauma recovery coaching classes i'm going to take the npe the special npe ones
1: oh good okay i will make note of these in the show description there was one thing you mentioned earlier that i didn't i, I didn't quite catch the name of you said you'd gotten an email and address from a website i think it was something verified
0: what ben was verified it's just one word called ben verified then and- like B-E-E-N.
1: Oh, Ben. Ben Verified. Yes. Oh, got it. Okay, I will add that to the show description as
0: well. Yes, you can find out a lot of information about somebody for the right price. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You've turned us onto a lot of great resources today that are new to me and
0: will be new to others. Well, if anybody is interested in being a trauma recovery coach, it is I-A-O-T-R-C, which is the International Association of Trauma Recovery Coaches. It's with Bobby and Sarah Parrish. I-A-O-T-R-C. Thank you. I will put that in as well.
1: Uh, I think NPEs have learned to be incredibly empathetic after the life-altering news we've been through. Yes. So um, I I feel you will make an excellent trauma recovery coach. I'm going to check in with you I want to hear down the road
0: how that's going. Thank you. Well, I'm hoping it it all goes through. It's uh I heard about it through the Bradley Hall show, which is another podcast. And I love Bradley. Yes. Well, he is also a trauma recovery coach now. Of course he is.
1: I did a 12-week mindfulness course with him like last summer and it was so helpful. Yes. Um, it was it was only for npes and yes okay. i will put his i will put his down as well bradley hall yeah. <laughs> oh i'm getting some good ones here thank you for bringing these up no problem
0: everything has helped me out immensely i mean i was just fiending for anything and everything all the information tv shows and movies and podcasts and anything I could come up with, you know, in the first few weeks. But my story is long, but it's quick, you know, as far as time wise. Best of luck come after Christmas
1: time. Um, hopefully you're, you know, with coronavirus and everything, hopefully your vacation goes through with your brand new biological family.
0: Well, it will, um, no matter what, I'm, I'm probably won't fly there. So they can't um, stop me. I'm going to drive. So me and my oldest granddaughter and possibly my boyfriend, if he can get the time off of work. So we will go no matter what. I'm excited
1: for you. Congratulations. I can't, I, I sense you're a little bit like me, uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit of anxiety slash excitement run in my veins. And so <laughs> I'll be, I'll be with you in thought. Well, Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing this today. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for this platform. This I know it's helped me immensely. I'm sure it's helped a lot of other people too.
1: Thanks again to Rachel for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.